This is your host, Dylan Shobe on 88.9 The Bridge, and today I have in studio one of the finest in Seattle sports broadcasting. His voice makes its way into millions of fans' homes each and every summer as he calls Seattle Mariners games on Root Sports. The voice and man I speak of is none other than Aaron Goldsmith. In an interview for The Athletic, Aaron said, my path to broadcasting is the least romantic thing imaginable. As a history student at a Midwestern liberal arts school, he didn't realize he wanted to try broadcasting until he graduated. So he decided to go to the Broadcasting Center in St. Louis, where he learned about broadcast journalism in a program for nine months. After the program, he got his first job calling games for the Gateway Grizzlies. Happily and surprised, he'd earn $70 per month. In both the broadcasting program and his second gig with the Bourne Braves, he learned how to make ends meet by selling appliances or landscaping during off hours. Following that year with the Braves, he headed to Maine to be the broadcaster for the Portland Sea Dogs. He was an intern there, but yet again, it felt like it felt amazing for Aaron to move up another step on the chain. Eventually, he'd find himself in Frisco, Texas, boldly flying both ways the day of the interview so he wouldn't miss a day working as a dog walker back in St. Louis. His ambition paid off, though, as he'd gained two years of experience that would propel him to an even bigger job in Pawtucket, calling AAA Red Sox games. Oh, and the job's bigger pay would allow him to propose to his wife, Heather, too. But what stuck out to me the most was unlike many major talents in the broadcasting industry, this wasn't your childhood dream. Going back to after you graduated college and before everything, thank you so much for coming on. Was it your love for baseball that pushed you towards enrolling in that program or something totally different? Hey, good morning, Dylan. Good morning. Uh, you know, I uh, when I started getting into broadcasting, it was because I couldn't think of anything else to do. Uh, I, I was a history major, as you referenced, and I, I knew I wanted to work in sports in some capacity. I really thought I wanted to be a sports agent for a long time and had taken a full lot Jerry of... Jerry McGuire. Yeah, full yeah. Jerry. <laughs> and uh, I had taken a lot of steps in high school and then more so in college to pursue that and was really serious with it and kind of had a real turn around about face and decided that's not what I wanted to do rather abruptly. And I was kind of lost in the wilderness my senior year in college. And I, I was a history major. I knew I didn't want to work in a museum. I knew I didn't want to teach history, but I had learned all these great things by studying history. I had learned how to learn. I'd learned how to write. I'd learned how to communicate. And I knew that I loved sports. I'd always loved sports. And so broadcasting, I literally woke up one morning and thought, broadcasting, that's going to be what I do. And it wasn't until an advisor of mine there just continue, I would say nagged, continually nagged me to create a demo and apply for this internship with a local independent league baseball team, the Gateway Grizzlies. And I, he finally just wore me down. And so I called, I went back to my alma mater, my this Division three school I went to about an hour away from St. Louis, and I called men's and women's division three basketball doubleheaders and one game rolled right into the next and i had a i had an actual tape deck with a cassette tape in it and a wired microphone and i sat up in the film nest where the guy was filming the game for the teams yeah. and i that's the first time i ever called play-by-play -play. i was awful never i'd never talked into a microphone before let alone play-by-play -play. uh there was no way I was going to actually take time to study the rosters and memorize the names. And so every player on the other team, I just made their name up. 
my my now wife at the time I was, she was my girlfriend her last name her maiden name was Harmon and so the best player on the other team was always Harmon and I thought well there's no way that anybody listening to this demo is going to know the players for this random division three school from Iowa right and so it took me four games two weekends to get five minutes of uninterrupted play-by-play so when you're talking about learning how to broadcast you there's probably two elements to it and I, I would think that one kind of outweighs the other the first is just the mechanics of calling that sport right baseball is much different than calling football is much different than calling basketball i feel like the pace is different That's for sure it, it, it mostly comes down to pace right hmm. in baseball there's not a single day that i drive to the ballpark where i don't think to myself in my drive what are we going to talk about tonight it's a well now it's a roughly two and a half hour game and the ball is in play for my guess would be fewer than three minutes of actual action. So how are we going to fill those other two hours and 27 minutes of dead air, right? In basketball, you never worry about that. It's and, constantly It's going. constant. And That's in football, awesome. even though there is downtime, it is a methodical scheduled downtime. There is a rhythm. There is a flow. And there's also a clear stop sign green light for when a play-by-play guy talks when an analyst talks right it's there's a real back and forth and you get in a rhythm with it with baseball that's not the case at all so you have when you're calling any sport you have just the actual mechanics of calling that sport then you also have the well how do you what are the rules of soccer right what are the rules of basketball when do they get into the bonus when are they in the double bonus uh, all those kinds of things when you are as young as i was at the time or what you referenced in the summer camp at syracuse the rules of the sport, I think, matter so much less. And it's the mechanics of calling a game. And when you watch a game on TV or listen to a game on the radio, hopefully it sounds pretty easy to do. If it sounds hard to do, then we're not doing our job very well. <laughs> hopefully you're driving around town and you're like, oh, yeah, this is like you're just literally sitting there just watching a baseball game and talking about it. Well, when you get up in the booth for the first time or you put on the headset for the first time, even a game as slow as baseball, man, it's fast. It speeds up on you. You've got all these notes. You've got all these things you want to say about Julio Rodriguez and about Luis Castillo, but now he's throwing a pitch, and now you stepped on the pitch, and now the guy just put the ball in play, and now it's over the fence, and you're talking about Julio's rookie season, and now he's at second base because he just hit a home run, and he's rounding the bases, and you missed the pitch. I really want to thank you for coming on. I mean, it's just a pleasure. I've been making my way through the Root Sports uh, employee list a little bit. But thank you for coming on. Any last words? Hey, man, I'm glad I made the spreadsheet of Root, call, of, of root employees to get <laughs> yep, to. It's great coming third. in. Yeah, great yep. to be here and great to see you in person. Exactly. So, as always, this is 889 The Bridge, your host, Dylan Shobe. And we have breakfast on the bridge coming up at 8 o'clock, so don't turn that dial. Drive safe, love the people around you. And as always, music and conversation that spans generations on FM. Driving along with the swing king, feeling the beat of my heart. Everybody in radio started somewhere. 88.9 The Bridge.